Randy was not sure how long the moon had been missing. He knew only that for weeks, the wind seemed to be whimpering, as if the sky were suffering. At first, he had thought the moans were his own, because his whole body ached from hiding in the merchant's moving cart. However, it was when the cart had stopped for the evening, when the bumping and knocking had ended, that the groans began. The sky had moaned and cried for many nights before Rendy finally dared to peek out. When he heard the donkey being led away and the nighttime wails beginning again, Rendy crawled from behind the gangs of wine, huge pottery vessels as big as he was, and poked out his head from the covered cart. Yet when he looked up into the sky, he saw nothing. The stars had dimmed to little more than faded shadows, and the mournful noises echoed in the blackness. It was then that Rendy realized the moon was missing. He thought it would appear the next night, or the night after. Rendy was sure the moon would return, as it always had, glowing as if it were cut from the sky with a pair of sharp scissors. But it did not. Every evening, after the merchant had left, Rendy crept from the stifling, sticky cart into the fresh night air and peeked up. And every time, the starry river of the sky was empty. You must have wine, a voice said. The merchant. In the cart, Rendy froze. Another moonless night had passed, and the darkness inside the covered cart had thinned with the morning's arrival. The hitching of the donkey had jerked Rendy awake, his head knocking against one of the clay vats, but it was the sound of voices that alarmed him. It is the day of five poisons. I can sell you a gang, the smooth voice of the merchant said. I own an inn, not a tavern, another voice replied. I don't need a gang of wine. That is too much. Ah, but having some wine stocked does not make your place a tavern, the merchant replied. You offer tea and food in the dining room of your inn, do you not? Offer wine as well, and your guests will gladly pay. I just need enough wine to protect us from the noxious animals, the innkeeper said, for me to drink and to write the wang symbol on my daughter's forehead. One jug will be fine. But it is the famous sun wine, the merchant said, and I can give you a very good deal. Sun wine, the innkeeper said. Rendy could hear the hesitation. Don't buy any, Rendy begged silently, trying to quiet his thumping heart. Don't open the cart. I can sell it in the city for a high price, but it has been so hot that I'm afraid the wine may spoil before I get there, the merchant continued. You can see I've even had to cover my cart. It's better for me to sell you some now. We can include my last night's lodging in the cost. As noiselessly as possible, Rendy scrambled to the back of the cart while the men outside agreed on a price. Rendy squeezed between the two gangs, farthest from the opening, the huge clay containers compressing him like meat in a dumpling. The cart opened, and Rendy clasped his bag close to him, 
feeling the hardness of his rice bowl through the cloth. The merchant and the innkeeper struggled to remove a gang, rocking the cart back and forth. Rendy scarcely breathed, and the men grunted as they pushed and shoved. Neither noticed the small figure well hidden in the shadows of the remaining gangs. With a rude curse from the merchant, the vat finally dropped safely to the ground with a thud. Both men leaned against the cart, and the sun glinted from the back of the merchant's bald, perspiring head. As the innkeeper sighed from the exertion, Rendy slowly let out his breath. Safe, Rendy thought as he listened to the men finish their deal. He closed his eyes in relief. What's that? the innkeeper said. Rendy's eyes flew open, hands and arms reached toward him.